exploded with a mighty crash. If you're listening, one person's mission to force a friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. I'm Heather. Hello. Hello, Ramsey. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Not doing great. Doing well. Okay. It's beautiful. No, actually, it's too fucking hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. I have sweated all day. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I'm done with summer. I've reached that point in the year. I'm done with summer. Just ready for fall? Yep. I feel like the little I know about the album that we're doing today, that it will be appropriate for that feel. For being over summer or ready for fall? Or just the fall-ness of it, I'm going to say. It's the best season. I would agree with that. We like pumpkins and spices. Maybe not together. I like them together. Okay. And that's spooky season. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It is the spookiest of seasons. We know that I love that season on this podcast. (laughs) Um, Ramsey. That's your let's stop shilly shallying tone. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So let's stop. Is shilly shallying a term or did you just make that up? I swear it's a term. Dilly dallying. I think they're both terms. No, you made yours up. You're going to Google it and I'm going to introduce our friend today. Okay. Fail to act resolutely or decisively. You Googled that very fast. I didn't even finish it. It auto-completed. Okay, go on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We shall. Uh, Shilly shally no further. Uh, With us today, your favorite writer, your favorite former writer. I'm going to do it one more time. Goodness. (laughs) Just say favorite writer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your favorite writer. He is the former writer for The Colbert Report, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, The Daily Show, all kinds of shows. It's Eric Drysdale. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. And uh, I think uh, I think we do have a fall spooky album for yes, you yes. today. We love it. We do. Well, I, Ramsey, do you like spooky things? I like spooky things. Okay. Okay. Uh, like what? Like what the, we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. <laughs> spooky like as it gets. <laughs> the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney yeah, World. Yeah, okay. That, that is Muppets that's Haunted Mansion. Ooh, yes. That was a little too far, that one. <laughs> did some things with the ghost. Too that, spooky. Yeah. Yep, yep. How do you feel about the level of spookiness of like, uh, what's that ride? Uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Adventure? Never saw that. Mm. Did not go to Disney before it was closed. Oh, it did close. Yeah. At the end, you go through hell. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. It gets hot. <laughs> literally hot on the ride anyways um okay i'm ready for fall vibes because it is i truly have sweated all day today biking all over brooklyn <laughs> okay i mean let's let's cool it down a little bit what are we listening to today uh so i brought a uh, album from my high school years kate bush's the dreaming great uh, i had a short list of things that included uh the pretender's first album and um some other things but uh because kate bush is having a moment yes and deservedly so, uh, I thought that I would bring this important record uh, and talk about it. Perfect. I love it. Is this her first? No, this is her fourth album. Okay. Uh, and 1982, I believe. Yes. And it... but It, it even is... came out in the fall, September 13th. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming up on its 40th anniversary. Oh, okay. Um, but I didn't hear it probably until 1984. So, uh, yeah, I um, remember I didn't hear this album first. I heard I was at my friend Darren's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in Akron, Ohio. His brother was a DJ or worked, worked somehow in the Kent State um, oh. radio. Got it. Uh, at the Kent State radio station and had gotten there like had been some. It was like the first time that they'd pushed 
Kate Bush in the mm-hmm. United States. I only found that out later. <laughs> I, it was just some weird fucking record. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, but uh, he played Babushka for me. And then I said, play that again. <laughs> and he took a, the, and I just remember him taking the, uh, the arm from the turntable up, putting it back at the beginning, hearing the whole thing again and going, okay, play that again. <laughs> and then he lifted it up. And, and then some, sometime later, I don't know when, uh, somebody, maybe him, gave me a cassette that had two albums on it. Ne- it. Never Forever, which was her third album, and this album, The Dreaming, on the other side. And two full albums could fit on a cassette. Well, they were that's they were sort of made to do that. Like they were huh. um, a 90-minute cassette. Most albums were 43, oh, 45. that makes sense. Yeah, in my head, the it was like an hour album. So That's, that would be tough. And for whatever reason, I didn't I knew what the two albums were called, but I either lost the track listing or sure. or never had the track listing. So for like the first 2 years I had these records, it, it it all blended into one thing, and there was no like I couldn't look at a record cover. Like I had seen yeah. seen the record covers when I was at my friend's house, you know, the, a year earlier, but like it, it she was a total mystery to me. It was yeah. just, it was just this crazy sound. Is it all kind of just merged into one there? Yeah, I love that because that's not a thing that could exist now. Right? <laughs> it's like, it's a. I'm sure. I, I feel like my version of that was more like mixed CDs or mixed tapes versus like a whole thing because I, I definitely had the internet by the time I was getting more into music. But well, that's no, that's not even true. I don't know, mix CDs and mixtapes were that for me. That where I'd be like, what is... I didn't have right. Shazam to tell me what the song was. Um, and so much of it would just be like, I like this band. I'm going to download the first five tracks uh, I find of them. You know really what our version of this is? When songs are mislabeled on Napster. Oh, that did happen, yeah. <laughs> when the, and then yeah. years later, you would find out it was a totally different band. <laughs> You'd be like, huh, okay. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. Weird Al didn't do that fish head song. That's a very Ramsey specific one, but <laughs> very Ramsey yep. specific. Okay. And um as you'll hear, it's like it's a it's a both records, but this one especially, uh, is one that really it's a mind bender. Like I don't know what you, <laughs> Okay. Like and I had lots of ideas about what it might have been about. I mean, I it's now forty years later and I do know what it's about because of the internet and sure. reading things, but uh and I was right about a lot of it, and I was wrong about some of it. Sure. Uh, but I still find it fascinating. Okay. I love that. I do love that. Um, I have one specific please. question. Okay. Did Darren's older brother have like a classic older brother name? I don't remember what Darren's <laughs> okay. brother's name is. I'm sorry. Darren is such a good friend name that I didn't yes. know if it fit into like a... Yeah. Yeah. And so this was ninth grade, and okay. uh, we were the total freaks and geeks, outcasts, <laughs> yeah. losers... I what love el- it. What else were you listening to around that time yeah. before? I was You're sort of my question. I'm so sorry. Uh, so I was at the at that point. I was like trying, like it, it was like total immersion, like trying to define who I was by what I was listening to. Um, I think yeah. I think that's probably why you choose high school is. Yeah. yeah, it's the time people are most passionate about the music they're listening to. Like hands down. Yeah, I mean, I was like, you got you got bandwidth to be very into music. Yeah, that's that true. Time. Absolutely. Uh, so. Uh, I was, I still had things like I still had Billy Joel records mm-hmm. in my collection, but I was trying anything. I would a try a recent like, album on the show. <laughs> oh, uh, I I would try, you know I tried a Pink Floyd record. Mm-hmm. I tried. Um, I was into U two when that wasn't cool, um, 
and now it's not cool again. Yeah, yeah, again. It's cyclical. Uh, um, Just like the it's fashion. Kind of, it's kind of great. It's kind of great music for a very serious 13-year-old. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I was sort of like striding that line between rock and pop and like trying to figure out something cooler. Was this the first thing to really stick? Uh, no, I had already heard Peter Gabriel's third mm. album, which is sort of related. To, yeah. It's actually... Is actually literally related to this oh. album. Oh, okay. Um, uh, because Kate Bush sings backup vocals on uh, Games Without Frontiers and one other song. Oh. And it was during the making of that album that uh, Peter Gabriel introduced her to the Fairlight CMI synthesizer, which hmm. plays an enormous role in what makes this record special. Cool. So, uh, as I said, it was her fourth album. And... But the, f- the first three albums, she worked with a producer. And she was signed to EMI Records when she was like 15 years old or something. And it took a couple years for them to find the right producer and get her music out. So by the time she recorded her first album, she had this huge backlog of songs. Uh, so as late as the third album, there's stuff from those like 1975. Oh, wow demos that are out on the internet you can hear them uh that it's still making its way on the album the dreaming it's the first album where she doesn't have a backlog oh, of songs. Okay. Got it. not only does she not have a backlog of songs but she has this fancy new toy this <laughs> fairlight cmi yeah, okay. synthesizer and she's being allowed to produce her music for the time for her okay for the first time and even though the music was wild and crazy in the first three records it was it was kind of tamed by the fact that they had to have session session musicians who played in a certain way come and play those songs in a certain way and they kind of had this kind of aor polished feel to them the dreaming does not have that (laughs) yeah the dreaming sounds like uh something's terribly wrong (laughs) okay all right that's a great description. <laughs> yeah, we've heard albums like that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. at least from my perspective, uh, and, at uh, least one from mine. <laughs> and it was a great record to to not have any information about. Um, yeah, and to have as a teenager because it really stands up to repeated listening. And what what is that? Right. Why why is yeah. that? Why do I keep coming back to it? Um, so it had that going for it. I'm curious, and you may not. I'm not sure if you know this because this was. You said this was kind of where you came in to being a fan was sort of around this album. Yeah. So my question, like, if this is more of like a sonic departure for her, how was that received by her fans? I don't know how she big she was at the time, too, if it would be the sort of thing that, like, people would be like, ah, this is so different, or they are just along for the ride at that point. Uh, Like, real fans of Kate Bush love this record. Cool. Um, I People say, like, is it the best Kate Bush record? No, it is the most Kate Bush record. Mm. Oh, interesting. That's a funny distinction. Um, and it, it was a necessary thing to get her from where she was to where she went with Hounds of Love, which is the album that Running Up That Hill yep. was on that is now uh, <laughs> everywhere. Num- <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> um, I'm not on TikTok, so I haven't uh, oh, I haven't been inundated. It's everywhere. <laughs> I was uh, in a Starbucks the other day and it came on and the barista said, can we please play any other Kate Bush song. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. I do like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can I can understand that. Uh, 
but I'm thrilled. I think that it's I think it's great that that people in America are, are finding out about her. Well, I think it's cool too because it's. I mean, obviously, many people are just going to listen to that song, and that's still fine. But like, it's also definitely going to li- introduce her entire catalog to several people yeah, at least in a younger definitely. generation, which is cool. And not only that, like, I just think of the the young woman or boy who uh, who gets to see like something I didn't get to see when I was a kid, which was the her there's like a half an hour documentary mm. on her um preparing her her tour yeah and it's just the most wonderful thing and uh <laughs> and they'll have easy access to and this. they'll have easy access to it <laughs> yeah. and it's just so enchanting and um yeah i would have eaten it up what do i search for for that i'm already <laughs> it's called nationwide okay it's a yeah it's i think it's called nationwide it's a half hour documentary for the bbc i think cool uh so yeah stuff like that like i'm it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like it's it's timeless. Like it's right. it's for misfits, and every generation has a bunch of weirdos and losers who n- need it, will find it, and it. and it will make them feel better. And then they find their people through that thing too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and that even even I'm sure more readily now because you can find your people go you don't to have the, to find them in your the one other fucking person in your tiny ass high school you can like actually yeah. go online and find people who like the same things as you the yeah. rocky horror discord channel exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. the yeah, r kate bush right. <laughs> yeah that stuff was really really special and and uh you know uh, treasured i love at, it at the time Okay, so this is a spooky album. I'm trying to get myself in the mood. <laughs> How much do you know about Kate Bush, Heather? Not very much. So that's a thank you, Ramsey. Great question. Um, I know Running Up the Hill. I knew before Stranger Things, people. Because um, <laughs> to be right, don't watch Stranger Things. Um, the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like that. Is, that is where it ends for me. Okay. What about you? If I say Heathcliff to you, not the cat, does that no? Okay. <laughs> I I know. A couple songs. I, I had a roommate that really liked Kate Bush, so I do wonder if I will know some of these songs just from like osmosis of living with someone who really liked Kate Bush. But I, I never was really actively listening to it. Okay, the one song I know I do like though, so I'm I'm excited to yeah. be forced to listen to this. Uh, I know just a couple uh, from like YouTube people yeah. showing me videos. Okay. okay, and Stranger Things and Alan Partridge. Yes, you yes. know the Alan Partridge medley of. Okay. Kate Bush song. It's very funny. Uh, and it <laughs> popped more up on my Instagram recently because of the running up the hill. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll drop a little <laughs> clip of that in here for, right now. Perfect. If I only could, I'll make a deal with God. I'll get him to swap heart like says. I'm running up that road. I'm running up that hill. No problem. Rolling the ball. And there you go. Rolling yeah. the ball. <laughs> I love it. Uh, wow, we're a multimedia experience on the right. pod. Uh, that's not true. Uh, it's a music podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, what I. All right. So, the album is spooky. What, what can you tell us about Kate Bush, the woman? Like, is she a spooky person? Like, is she a witch like Stevie Nicks? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get a vibe of who this person is. It's interesting. She gets, she gets like, um, lumped in with Stevie Nicks as kind of a, as a, as a witchy character. Like Hmm. if you do a search for Kate Bush on Etsy, which I've never done, (laughs) by the way, (laughs) uh, 
you will you'll it'll also show you all the Stevie Nicks shit. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I think that whatever it's got like a. They're tag. like you like women yeah. with big hair. You like women who twirl with tambourines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I feel like Kate Bush is closer in profile to David Bowie. Interesting. Okay. Um, great, hmm. great songwriter takes on different personas. Um, very experimental. Okay. Um, yeah, she's an she's art rock. Okay, is that's she, helpful. Is she kind of a recluse now? Do I know that about her? She she's always been somewhat of a recluse. Okay. She went uh, thirteen or fourteen years without releasing an album. Oh, wow. uh, between nineteen ninety three, I guess it was uh, yeah nineteen ninety between nineteen ninety three and two thousand five or eight, and she doesn't tour. She did a single tour in 1979 after her first record, after her second record, I think, actually, and then did a run of shows in London in, like, 2014. Oh, wow. Which was... So really doesn't tour. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And wow. that was, like, a huge ticket. You could not you could not get in for anything. Damn. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she does not get out there that much. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Show me the album art. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've seen this. Okay. The important part is in the in, on her tongue there, which... Oh. Which later when I had found the record, yeah. it freaked me out. It's a, <laughs> it's freaky. It's a, it's a ring? A wedding ring? Or It's a key. It's a key. Oh, yeah. Oh. And she's chained. Or he chained? Or he's chained. Oh, oh there's a person well, there. I yeah. see now. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, gonna swallow the key. Uh, okay, so I should explain for the people who are only listening to this. Yeah, yes, uh, there's a photo of uh, Kate Bush. I assume that's her. Yeah, uh, and she's holding the head of a man, almost as if she's about to kiss him. She is, because uh, we'll, we'll hear a song that, that this is this is a scene from oh, cool. later. Oh, I love that key on her tongue, and he is shackled with a classic old timey lock. Is he shackled to something or to her? I can't quite... Unclear. Okay. And it's kind of a sepia tone. Except her eyeshadow and the ring in her mouth. I would never the in key. a million years be able to see that. The key. Oh, yeah. You're also colorblind, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It. Um, the vibe... This is such a specific thing I'm about to say. The vibe of the way this is shot is reminding me of in the 90s the like national Enquirer bat boy photos i don't know why it is making me think of that but that's her mouth is open like bat boy (laughs) (laughs) there is i could see how you could see that maybe um but yeah it is the it's like the colors all punched out except her eyeshadow which matches the key that is in her mouth interesting you can't see that no that's really funny It's like that entirely black and white movie, uh, Schindler's List. That's completely black and white. <laughs> yeah, with no totally black and white deviation. for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this cover. I love this cover. When is feathered hair coming back? We've skipped that trend. Uh, I'm... Did we? I mean, I feel like it was back a little bit. Well, curtain bangs are back, which is almost kind of feathery. So maybe that's next. I'm, I don't know. I could not be more the wrong person to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I have about no idea. I don't, I don't know how you do that hair. <laughs> 
Okay, we're gonna do a trial and error. We're gonna we're gonna do this for you, Heather. You were we're gonna cut my hair. No, I have a haircut tomorrow. We will not make over. Let's do it. <laughs> There's a montage sequence in the podcast now. I come back with feather. <laughs> I'm gonna drop Actually, it in now. I'm going to come back bald. Let's be very real. Yes. None yes, of us know how correct. to do this. <laughs> There's no hairspray, so it's olive oil and WD-40. my hair all falls out somehow. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else we need? We should know before we start the album. I think I've given you all the okay. basic info. I mean, the she was a big star in England by the time this came okay. out. Like oh. her, her first couple of records were big, big hits. Okay. And even this record, as difficult as it is, went to number three. In, <laughs> Don't let it, this be described as difficult. Go it, on. As, uh, <laughs> I feel like Ramsey went now. To, went to number three in the UK. Okay. That's awesome. I had no idea that just knowing the voice and all that, I knew like she had some number ones, but I didn't realize she was consistently hitting those heights. At the at this point, yes. Okay. Um, this was actually uh, this was actually a disappointment because it only went to number three, and then the singles kind of hovered around in the forties somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it was considered a a dip for her okay. in England. Okay. All right. Let's do it. I'm, I'm like slightly scared. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That's not a synthesizer. That's a synthesizer. Right. Yep. Okay, I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> I feel like I can't. Okay. What's this track called? This is called Sat in Your Lap, and this was the lead single. Oh, wow. This was the most commercial song on the record. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Actually, it preceded, it preceded the record. Okay. So. Yeah, this is already a different sound than what I, was, what I know of her. Yeah. There were five singles. Wow. So many. One of them was only in Ireland, I think, though. Yeah, maybe. I did some research before <laughs> before I came. We appreciate that. Well, it's more prepared than I am. I just do it on the fly. <laughs> Ooh, echo. This is very theatrical. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> Where did this one chart? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, let's see if I can. I find think it that went out. to like 11. UK is crazy. <laughs> they loved they loved Kate Bush. Like they embraced her weirdness from the get go. The single art for this is I can't I don't have a high res one, but I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah, and this is like a a, a recurring theme for her mm-hmm. is the quest for knowledge. Oh, okay. Uh, and you know, there's a, at least one more song about that on this record. And is that her too on this cover? Yeah. What a babe. <laughs> yes, which I also, I mean, I knew from the, like, the, seeing the EP that yeah. I saw when I was at my friend's house, but, like, for a long time I didn't, I had no pictures or right. nothing. Like, I, it was just this weird, it was this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just when I think I'm king. Okay. I, this may just be in my head because you just said it, but... This does also remind me of Rocky Horror, but that might just be because you just said it. But were you into Rocky Horror as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything that was ab- totally abnormal sure. and like not and 
showed me that there was some other world out there sure. that isn't isn't this horrible place in Ohio that <laughs> yes. that I'm that I'm getting constantly bullied in. How long um, were you in Ohio? I know you were also in Canada for a spell. Um, so yeah, I actually went to three different high schools in three different countries. Oh wow! wow. So I was in so uh, I was in uh, in Ohio until the end of uh, ninth grade. So I, just after I got after I yeah. got this, and then I moved to Paris, France, <laughs> with my my family, uh, and which was totally saved my life. Because oh. I went to a, I went to international school there, and there were Kate Bush fans there, That's and there were, yeah. there were all sorts of weirdos there, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and I was able to indulge that side yeah. of myself in a way that I would never have been able to in Akron, sure, Ohio. Sure, sure, sure. Run track two. This is There Goes a Tenor. Yeah. Is that tenor like the money? Yes. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, there, it's another very typical kind of song for her where she's kind of uh, steps into the, steps fully into a role. Of, okay. And so she's a bank robber in this movie. Ooh. Oh, okay. I like that. Are these all of a piece or are they kind of individual? They're individual. Okay. Okay. Okay, so it's not a concept album as a bank robber. <laughs> no, no, no. The Dreaming is such a title that it could go either way in that regard. I wasn't sure if it was like, these are all different dreams that Kate Bush has on this spooky night. or No, there's a song called The Dreaming, which we'll hear gotcha. later. Yeah. This one is the second time I brought up this artist in the past two times we've recorded. The vocal quality she's doing here, which I'm sure Kate Bush was probably an influence on this person, is reminding me of Tori Amos, who I liked a lot in high school. Very so much that an influence on Tori Amos. Like, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tori Amos, I think, has done covers of I'm sure. Kate like Bush it, songs in concert. It aligns. Is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about Tori Amos, but... I fell off the, the, the wagon, but there was one album I really loved in high school. Similarly, I think I had a, like recorded copy never had an album art situation because it was like a at an older friend when i was like in like seventh or eighth grade who gave it to me and i was like oh yes okay great other things exist perfect then i got into corn so (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) yep weirdly around the same time anyways (laughs) my my music taste is broad (laughs) (laughs) oh we got a sample yes so the see the Fairlight. Well, that wasn't a sample. That was somebody doing Edward G. Robinson's voice. Oh, <laughs> um, one of her, one of her musicians. Um, Edward G. Robinson was one of her musicians. No, <laughs> that's not what I said, Ramsey. This one was also a single. Yes, and it didn't do so well, right? It was her first single to miss top seventy-five in the UK. Mm. Yeah. Okay. There's some fun performances of it though, where because she does a whole thing where she pretends she's a bank robber. <laughs> And does a dance routine where she's a bank robber, and it's it's hilarious. I, I don't and understand strange. why this wasn't a hit. Then <laughs> so it's incredible. sounds like we're at a circus. Yeah, it's a little. It's got like a little bit of an English music yeah. hall mm-hmm. uh, feel theatrical again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the one of the easier on the ears. Boy, uh, <laughs> I'm not hating this. No, it's just uh, like you're nervous it's for what's still not the most accessible thing. <laughs> I guess I guess the teens of the 1980s in England were not into the music of the 1850s. I do need to like put myself back in more of like not 2022 mindset. 
So the other thing that happened was when I was in, when I was living in France is that um, my music teacher, um, I they offered as the music course for some reason electronic music. Cool. And so I was like already the teacher's favorite because I knew who Kate Bush was. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, and so like he encouraged me and like he get, he. Um, he introduced me to Brian Eno and David mm-hmm. Byrne, and I mean, I knew who David Byrne was, but there's like a Brian Eno David Byrne album that's a really big deal, and um, so I was like getting encouragement from that that side to be into weirder stuff too, and uh, we didn't have we didn't have a Fairlight, we didn't have any samplers, but he did have um, a very early workstation a Yamaha CX something is like one of the very first um, kind of computer based um, sequencers yeah and it was basically a, a DX7 of the DX7 which is the sound of the 80s okay um, but shoved into a computer um, that could be used in the way that you know garage band we use to do MIDI and stuff, yeah. but it was kind of the first iteration of that. Um, so I was super into electronic music. That's really cool. Yeah. And like, you're like the uh, Bill Gates having early access to uh, computers in high school. Yeah, I was lucky to have have that. Getting your, your 10,000 hours. <laughs> now you're Daft Punk. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to reveal oh, that. Oh shit, sorry. Wait, oh no, I'm not Daft Punk. <laughs> you're Banksy. <laughs> okay, I was looking at what else was popular in 1982 to put myself in the mindset. So, from Google, it just says um, Roxy Music, the mm-hmm. Care Michael Jackson thriller, obviously. Um, Duran Duran, Elvis Costello, Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. That's not putting me in the right mindset <laughs> for, for where I'm currently at. Um, Prince, um, this is helping me be in the right mindset. More sound effects. Yeah. Uh, this one is about. She's again taking on a character. In this case, again, this is. I had an inkling that this might have been what it was about, which is that it's a Viet Cong soldier tracking, <laughs> tracking a uh, an American soldier. Okay. By his disgusting scent. <laughs> oh man. And uh, I would smell bad if I'd been in the jungle too. Um. Yeah. And again, I think. What I knew about it when I was a teenager was that it's in Vietnam and it's a war, right? And, and it's one of them trying to kill the other. But I sure. didn't, I didn't know more than that. But it, it's definitely from the point of view of Viet, Viet Cong soldier. I, uh, I really like the upright bass in this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, I don't know if you can slap an upright bass, but a lot of like <laughs> going up and down the. I'm not sure if it's an upright bass or a fretless bass. Oh, okay. It could be one or the other, or both on various things on the album. There's definitely a fretless bass elsewhere on this album. Gotcha. Helicopter? Yeah. Okay. What's the name of this one? Pull Out the Pin. Who? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm going to do that without popping. Pull Out the Pin. There we go, better. I'll, I'll loop that. Okay. <laughs> So 
just reading about Kate Bush now. She's vegetarian. This one, this this is one of the ones that it's so repetitive and uh, upsetting. Um, This one could really freak you out if uh, on a on a late night. Okay, I could see that. The the layers building on top of that, the the male vocals. Yeah. Yeah, this is a strange one. What is she saying there? I am alive. Is that? I love life. Oh, I love life. It's me or him. Pull out the pin. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But still very melodic, which I like. Like, it's still... Like, there's pieces to it that are, like, kind of flowing throughout. Just kind of washing over. This is a funny quote from her about this album the main thing i heard was uncommon the label and the press the record company put on it but for an uncommercial album to go straight to number three in the chart seems ironic to me <laughs> yeah there you go that's right <laughs> yeah she also has referred she referred to it as her i've gone mad album. Oh, okay. oh. i do feel like there is a there is like a feeling of madness to this i mean i re- i really feel like it it's all in the context of she's this incandescent kind of like open hydrant of a talent who's been constrained by this, you know, these guys that this rec- the record company pushed on her for three albums. Right. And now she has no songs and she's got this, again, she's got the synthesizer and she's got license to do whatever she wants. And so she goes for it and it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I, th- I do think listening to Tori Amos in middle school prepared me for this more than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Good research. Yeah. Like, it's the vocals. Like, that's the thing. Most, like, the music is not reminiscent of Tori Amos, but the vocals. I, I 100%. She is. Not only is it an influence, it's like a little bit of a copying. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean, when I first was exposed to Tori Amos, yeah. I was like. Come on. This makes sense to me now. Yeah. <gasps> I, I, I appreciate Katorio Teramus now. Yeah. But at the time I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah. We already did this. You're like, this is just <laughs> piano Kate Bush. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the thing is like, if you go back or forward, you'll hear piano Kate Bush and it'll be even more Teramus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's funny. <sighs> Kate Bush wasn't using it at the time. Uh, she was... On her sabbatical yeah, tonight. True. Yes, that's true. Somebody's true. got to pick up the mantle. Yeah, um, and I and so yeah. When when did the first Tori Amos album come oh, out? Let's see. Good question. Um, the one I loved. I don't I actually don't even know the answer. So never mind. Please hold. Um, Little Earthquakes is the one I love, and that one. I came, think that was the big one. Yeah, definitely. And that one came out in wow ninety two. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, her last, Kate Bush's last album before the big break was 1993, and I actually met Kate Bush. Oh, wow. At, she did a um, a record signing at uh, Tower Records cool. in November of 1993, and it was just like weeks after I moved to the city. Did you get any kind of time there, or was it more just moving right through it the was, line? I got an autographed copy of the red shoes and i moved along the line yeah a an autographed copy of the red shoes that i have no fucking idea where it is and it's driving me <laughs> no! bananas 
<sighs> yeah, I've moved twice since then. I, I just have no idea where it is. Oh, man. It's You've a only moved twice since then? In New York City? Yeah. That's the craziest part <laughs> yeah. of that story. <laughs> Let's see. Is that true? Twice? Yeah, that's amazing. I've only moved twice since then. That is incredible. Yeah, that's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I went to three different high schools in three different countries. Yeah. I was used to moving around a lot. I didn't want to do it anymore. I, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I, I did. Um, who hasn't moved in twelve years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, my uh, junior, sophomore, and junior year in Paris, and then we moved to Vancouver, British Columbia, for my senior year. Cool. And that was no fun. Oh, okay. Just kidding. <laughs> because just moving somewhere in your senior sure. year is no oh, fun. Sure. Yeah. I've never been to Vancouver. I want to go. It's nice. I also have never been. This one is reminding me a bit of... Uh, are you familiar with Joanna Newsom at all? Yes. Another person who's very clearly influenced by Kate Bush. Yes. It's also the second time she's come up, but you remembered her name and I didn't when I brought it that up last true. time. <laughs> uh, um, so so the, thing, the other thing is that um, both in France and in Canada, Kate Bush had kind of a slightly higher profile. So like I got like a... When, when the album... Uh, Hounds of Love came out in 1985. I like bought it the week it came out. Like I already, yeah. like I went to You're the store. On board. I was already on board, and uh, yeah. What is the name of that one? I'm looking at it. I don't know. Suspended in suspended in Gaffa. Uh, what is that? Gaffa is uh, Gaffer's tape. Oh. Um, and it is. It's uh, another one about the uh, quest for knowledge, um, and how. Um, you keep trying to get closer to your goal, but you are held back in a way that is like being suspended in gaff- gaffing tape. Okay. It, like, a plumber might say, stop shilly-shallying and hand me that gaffer. Well, I don't, is a plumber going to say that? Yeah, or, or like a, a, a gaffer. gaffer. A gaffer? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Those yeah. are I think examples. It, I don't think a plumber, uh, if a plumber's using gaffing tape. Yeah, that's, it's not water. <laughs> mark your mark on the floor well but not okay all right seal a pipe no what's interesting about gaffer's tape is that it is um uh it's easy to remove yes. without residue so that's something to think about in terms of the song yet sticks mm. very well yet sticks it's, very well it's great tape yeah it is it's one of my favorite tapes i always have it on hand my wife makes fun of me incessantly i mean for it's... for having too many adhesives on hand be my how, favorite tape how on hand like yeah when you go out or just on hand in the apartment oh no no i don't bring a selection of adhesives with okay, me wherever i go sure that, well that would be worthy of being made fun <laughs> yeah. of to be fair but but if i have to if i have to attach one thing to another thing i have a lot of options mm. then i support that i think okay. you are prepared yeah. like a boy scout yeah 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 i mean Duct tape sucks. It leaves residue mm-hmm. all over everything. I, I have duct tape right on that pole there because it'll I never come off. It'll, it's just going to go with the next person who rents this apartment someday. Masking tape too weak for almost anything except labeling something that's like going in a fridge. That's if you're painting the apartment. If you're masking. If yes. you're masking something. It's the only good tape. I won't fight you on this. Scotch tape is good. It has its. It has its. And packing tape. Yeah. For packaging. But of the non-clear tapes, we love Gaffa. Yeah, we do. Well, and it comes in many colors. That's true. It does. Yeah. Like all of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get into action and see if we can get sponsored by uh, Gaff tape? Gaffer Tape before uh, Honestly, Saturday. Honestly, be great for my job. Thanks. 
So this one is another search for knowledge one. It's okay. uh, leave it open. It's about how you're supposed to. Oh, and this part is great. Um, uh, pretty spooky. <laughs> it's pretty spooky. Yeah. This one. It gets spookier. Ooh. Um. Oh. Yeah. All was right. that was that backwards or just no? Oh. It, she's saying something forward, but she recorded it backwards. Oh, okay. The, the David she's, Lynch style. Yeah. She's saying we let the weirdness in. Oh, cool. Okay. Now I got it. Which again is not. I didn't know that until I was an adult. Yeah. It was just I did, had no idea what she was saying. Sure. <laughs> I had a feeling she was saying something about we. I thought I thought it was like we leave the witness in. Sure, mm. sure. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's whatever it is. It's fucking weird and spooky, and I love it. It's creating the mood. Yeah. So this is the title track, "The Dreaming." I believe this is the first song on side two. If you were, okay. if you had sides, I didn't because the other side was. Never different forever. Album. Is that an Australian accent? She's doing an Australian accent. Okay. This one, uh, again, this is another one where she's taking on a role. Again, I didn't know any of this when I was a kid, but um, she is a uh, she is an Australian Ooh. miner for uranium who is driving through the outback. Okay. Um, and has hit a kangaroo oh, no. and is talking about the uh, aborigines in the trees. It's a little, um, she's gotten some flack for like uh, a little uh, colonial uh, outlook uh, on some of this stuff. Um, there's, an al- there's a song on the previous album called Egypt. And Uh-oh. it's like, it's a little, it's a little tough going. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty exotic. It exotifies. You know Egypt and has sure. all this dingle, 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 you know, right stuff. Our, our museum is never giving back your stuff. Is, is the chorus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, this might be a tough question based on what you've already said about how you initially consume this album. Do you have a favorite song on this album? I would say probably sat sat in your lap. Okay. Mm. Um, but. Oh, no. So get out of my house. Okay. The final track. Okay. Yeah. So, so you like the opener and the closer the best on this album? Yeah. Okay. I mean, all of it is, is great yeah. in its own way. Um, I would say my probably my least favorite. My, my least favorite is Pull Out the Pin, just because it goes on a little longer. Sure. But, um... Okay. Okay, none of these are terribly long. I mean, there's a couple over five minutes, but pretty... I feel like I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead. Heather. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I'm worried that I'm gonna lose some nerd points when I say this next thing. But I think it's okay. You have enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have. You have. You have nerd too. <laughs> Fair enough. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> the dreaming, I think, is a thing in this in Sandman in Neil Gaiman stuff. Are you at all familiar? Yes. I could definitely see him being influenced by Kate Bush. Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know for sure, but I'm almost certain that I don't think that the like the idea of the dreaming comes from Kate Bush. Like the dreaming comes from Aboriginal um, like spirituality. Okay. 
Um, and I don't know if that's what Neil Gaiman was drawing from, but I know that like, like he quoted Kate Bush in something, or there's some connection there. Okay, I figured, and he would have been right. Yeah, and he would have obviously, being an Englishman, would have been exposed to yeah. Kate Bush always. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she here? If she like started at 15 or so, oh. 22, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. This um. And yeah, uh, and I believe the B side for this, or maybe the pre- on some one of the previous albums, was a couple of the original things that she recorded in 1975 ended up like being released as late as 1980. Wow. Yeah. Um, this one peaked at 48. Is insane. That it charted it all. Yeah, <laughs> like the, I like that song, but it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very weird. <sighs> Gotta let it in. Yeah. Let the weirdness in. Um, this one is "Night of the Swallow." I like her titles. Very yeah. evocative. Mm-hmm. This one was also a single. In, in only in Ireland and later. Oh, this is the one. Okay. They tried they because it's got like an Irish feel to it. They tried to. Oh. Uh, they tried to get it going in Ireland. The song but, has uh, significant Irish themes, and then it features many Irish musicians and instruments. Hmm. And it, yeah, single in Ireland in late 1983. Yeah. And this is another one that's about some kind of criminal activity that I, I can't figure out. There, there. It's some kind of either human trafficking or they're trafficking something. Um, and a it's, smuggler planning his next clandestine journey. Is that, journey? That's what is that Wikipedia what says. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, Bush takes on the role of his lover who begs him not to go. So many crimes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, a lot of crimes. Big yeah. crime album. Spooky crimes, knowledge, uh, and knowledge. Those are the three big themes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not getting super big Irish vibes yet, but oh, you will. I'll I'll, I'll hold on. <laughs> Is she at all Irish, or just she does have some kind of Irish uh, lineage, and her her she did a all of her influences are like Irish folk music. Interesting. And her brother, who plays on all her all of her records, plays all of these crazy hmm. hammered. Irish instruments and cool. all, all world instru- instruments from all over the world. Oh, her um, mother was Irish. Her mother was Irish. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I got it. Yeah. And those uh, whooping background vocals and this song was recorded at Abbey Road heard of it <laughs> you're familiar <laughs> oh i definitely thought we were talking about the bird swallow in the title but this was talking about swallowing guilt did i hear oh, oh. maybe it's you playing on both yeah it's definitely i i think the swallow is it represents some kind of flight mm. 
Another thing that happened um, when we were living in France is a lot of people from our our life in the States uh, took it as an opportunity to come and visit France. Oh yeah, sure. Um, oh, and sure. so one of the one of the one of the groups of people that did that was uh, a woman who was my had been my babysitter when I was like a little kid. Yeah. And she brought her two best friends from college. This was like after college. And or maybe it was during college even. And uh, they were the coolest ladies I ever met. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to be around them all the time. And um, they, and I was playing um, this album in my room. Yeah. Uh, which was across from where they were staying. And they like invited me in to smoke pot. <laughs> oh. And it was like the greatest moment of my life. Yeah. You're like, I am peaking you passed the right test, now. Yeah. 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 Like I totally passed the test. And I was, I was. I had reached peak coolness, and it's all been downhill from then. <laughs> I love that you can pinpoint it. I don't know that I can pinpoint mine when I when I peaked. Don't know. I'm still. I'm probably gonna hit mine in around sixty. But yeah, they were so. They were like. They were so cool and glamorous, and uh, they were. They smelled like patchouli and. Sure. Um. Yeah. I love it. And you're like tenth or eleventh grade at this point. Is that yeah, right? 15 or 16. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. And uh, they, they like, used us as a base for, like, traveling around Europe. Sure. So they would, like, come back. Ugh. You'd be like, I have these cool, cool college girls staying at my yeah, house. Yeah, that was so cool. Quick run over to the... Hi, Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Miss you. Uh, she's a good family friend. I love it. Yeah. So what... It sounds like you're still definitely into Kate Bush and are listening to it regularly still. Yes. In fact, um, during the during the lock I, during the lockdown, I, I go through little phases where sure. I will listen to nothing else. Yeah. And during the lockdown, I listen to it a lot because it really does take you out of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what other bands do you listen to, or would you say are favorites? I guess. Um, still to this day. Still to this day, like leftover from then. Yeah, sure. Um, leftover from then, I would say like Pretenders, mm-hmm. um, uh, Talking Heads. Yep. Uh, you know, to varying degrees. Yeah, of I course. Don't, like I certainly don't love Talking Heads the way I loved them when I was fourteen, sure. but I still love them. And uh, and like I love Joni Mitchell, but that's not something I loved when I was. 14, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, but it's something that I've, I've grown to love now. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, I've been listening to. I don't know. <laughs> Quite alright. I can't remember if you said this on the on the air or not, saying that this this album fights being background music. Yeah. And I keep having to resist like oh what's happening over here yeah yeah kate bush uh sorry so sorry (laughs) it's my is what i'm saying (laughs) okay so this one is all the love all the love yes no half measures all of it yeah this one i'm not so sure about what it's about love duh all of it duh yeah this is, uh, in a way, one of the more conventional songs on the record. Mm. Even though she does some weird vocal stuff on it. 
It's a song about being alone and about how grief can often lead to feelings being shown that wouldn't otherwise be shown. Okay. All right. Relatable. (laughs) Yep. I'm just impressed with the breadth of music this 22-ish person is It's incredible, right? Yeah. Uh, were her parents musical? Do we know that? She grew up in a very musical home. Like, they, the family played music together a lot. Oh, you, that's right. You mentioned the brother hammering Irish instruments. Yeah. And um, I don't know if he... But, again, like, in recent years, you, you know, all of this stuff is on YouTube, and you can see um, all of these specials and stuff, and there are interviews with her family. And it's, like, it was just... Her family is so great, hmm. and it could have ended up so poorly. Like having this incredible talent, talented kid. Right. He's just a kid, right? Yeah. Um, and just the way that they, um, the family, kind of rallied around her and protected her in a real way, uh, and how Capus really became the family business. Hmm. Like, yeah. um, and it doesn't seem like it was. Uh, Dis, um, uh, disorganized or um, not exploiting un- her not exploiting her in any right. way like it was really a family affair hmm. there was, like if if you watch the documentaries on uh, like her putting together her first tour uh, her brother is one of her brothers is like putting together vegetarian meals for everybody I love it and uh, they just seem like a sweet cool family yeah. and that's yeah. really cool yeah yeah cause again it could turn it when when you have that kind of talent and that kind of attention on you and you know a, you know EMI record company sure, yeah. um having a hit single right away and um they did kind of force her to get the second album out more quickly than she wanted to um and uh it is her i think it's her weakest record mm-hmm. um and she would probably oh, i don't know if she would say that um <laughs> i don't know what she would say um <laughs> But uh, it's still great. Is that the that was your side B? No, that's that was this. The side B of this was Never Forever, which okay. was the previous album, right? Which is kind of a transition between phase one, phase phase one, and this craziness. <laughs> <laughs> she had the fair light on a, on a few songs on Never Forever, but okay. only a few. On this one, she really just gets at it. And, I think it's on every song or most songs. Is this sound particularly like new for the time too? Like I know the instrument itself is, but like how, where are we in terms of synthesizers and that sort of thing? Um, I mean, in, in, in use, using sample sampled sounds, yeah. this is really the, this is the beginning. Um, like in terms of like the atmospherics of like a synth pad, like right. it's not unheard of. Yeah. Um, but to use it, you know, for crashing sounds and right. I I believe this might be the first time because uh, it's in the dreaming the song you hear or the orchestra hit. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know the. I, that was uh, I heard a couple tracks earlier. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, um, and that was a that was a standard sound on the Fairlight, um, and it became totally overused uh, in the eighties. But this was one of the first. My very cheap Yamaha had that, and boy, did I play the hell out of that. that <laughs> yeah. Synth pad. Yeah. Um, the, that, 
Uh, so here we are at Houdini. This yeah. is the this is the song that gives the co- album cover. Okay. Oh, she's past. She's the um. Now Houdini's, I get it. Oh, I get it. She's being <laughs> a little obvious on that album cover. Yes, she's. Oh. Yeah, she passes the key to him. Oh, he she's acting as his wife, Bess. Yeah. Okay. Again, it, and it's uh, it takes place during this is uh, in a séance. So again, spooky. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she would. <laughs> Houdini's wife was really into séances and the occult. Yeah. yeah. And this makes reference to the fact that that they had like a code yeah. so that after he died, if she he, she could uh, tell it was him because they had a secret code. I think Arthur Conan Doyle had yes. her over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was a. Was he a debunker? He was a debunker. He, no, he he loved that stuff. Oh, really? Which is weird, given how like logical Holmes is his characters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. I he, just sort of assumed he was a debunker. Nope, he was super. Houdini was a debunker. Yes. Oh well, it, that yeah, because it says they had the code so that they could tell if the medium was a fraud. Yep. Right. Okay. I don't think anyone guessed it or ever got the the Houdini code. I don't know. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of growling. Yeah. Is Houdini dead at this point? Is that the idea? Like, this is her reflecting on this? Yes, in the I think narrative? so. I think so. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. She's remembering passing the key to him. I think. If you are ever unlucky enough to hear Aaron Sorkin talk about story structure, <laughs> he always gives the example of writers want to write a Houdini movie, but there's no real drama to the story. But Kate Bush proves him wrong right here. This is good. I like this. Yeah. No, it is good. Take that, Aaron I would Sorkin. Not, I would not take any uh, writing advice from Aaron Sorkin. I agree. Especially not after hearing this song. Um, but you should hear Kate Bush's song about a late night show. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes at a late night sh- comedy show. Yeah. For some reason, it references Gilbert and Sullivan over and over yes. again. Yes. Why did I shoehorn Studio 60's deep cut reference? Unnecessary for this conversation. Oh, no, no. But then I went with the Gilbert and Sullivan extra level. I I apologize. apologize. No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Episode over. Yeah, Jinx apology ends the episode. That's the code. Uh, Uh, And here we are at the final song. Your favorite. Oh. Starting spooky. What's the the background vocal say? Slamming. Slamming. Yeah, this one. I'm. I mean, I knew it was about a haunted house when I was a teenager. Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Ghost. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> the first track and this track, and I'm sure others. I'm really noticing the drums. As like carrying a lot of the 
the mood, which is pretty cool. And that's a big depart. That was a big departure for her. Um, again, she was very piano based in the first mm-hmm. uh, three records. Um, the house is a metaphor, according to Genius. <laughs> oh, okay. The house is a metaphor for the singer's personal life, and um, and after a bad bad breakup, she shuts everyone out and reacts with anger to anyone who tries to get to know her. Mm, okay. Even though she's scared of being alone, she still refuses to let anyone in, remaining, as the song's final sentence implies, as stubborn as a mule. I don't know about that. <laughs> this this seems a lot more intense than just a breakup. Yeah. This seems pretty spooky. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was a relationship with a ghost. Oh. <laughs> Could be. Did you stick with Kate Bush beyond this, like, long beyond Red Shoes and... Um, I, the, the next two albums, like, after Hounds of Love, I bought both of them the day they came out, or week they came out, um, and the Red Shoes, I went and went to that record signing at Tower Records, and, um, sort of lost track, because she didn't put out any new records, and I was on to other things, and, um... I actually missed um, when she came back in 2005 with Ariel and only recently, like after like maybe 2013 Mm. or 14, uh, caught up to the couple of records that she'd put out uh, since I, since I left her in 93 and they, (laughs) and they are awesome. Oh, cool. They're awesome. The 2005 album is awesome. The 2011 album is awesome. Like, the 2005 album has some of my favorite stuff she's wow. ever done. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's really cool. Though. Yeah. Actually both of them have great stuff on them. Yeah. But, um uh the the 2005 it sounds like she just never missed a step. Hmm. And I know she's like still out there to his, like to some degree in that she like put out a statement saying like hey I love Stranger Things and I'm really glad yeah. can't wait to watch the next episode or whatever it was yeah so like I wonder I if mean she'll... she still exists right <laughs> like she's not a recluse in the sense of like she's in her castle and is never gonna no and she's always been super um, connected to her fan base hmm. like she there like in the days before the internet there was a um, uh, the fan club you know was very closely tied to her this is again not stuff I knew at the time if I had known that there was a fan club that I could get a newsletter sure. I would have totally done it yeah uh, I've since as a as an adult gotten like the collection of all the fanzines and cool. everything um, but uh, yeah she was always she like would you know give uh, statements to her fans I've got an album coming out thanks for buying it stuff like that <laughs> yeah I love that yeah this is getting spookier in the background. Oh, yeah, there, she's turning into a mule. Oh, I thought it was a pig. <laughs> yeah, to try to get away, she turns into a bird. To get, try to get away from the wind, she turns into a bird. And then he turns into then the spirit turns into something else, and she turns into a mule. Okay. And you, you mentioned stubbornness was evoked. Stubborn as a mule. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Are mules really that stubborn? No, I never really interacted with one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've just, never tried to get one to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I've just gone wherever it was going. Yeah, 
I don't like, think, are I, mice really that quiet? I, I don't, don't know. know. I've been surprised by a mouse. Uh, yeah. So, Every time I saw one, basically. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes to that one. There was a mouse in my bathroom the other day. Un- so upsetting. What? No. Don't any r- other room. Not the bathroom's bathroom. the worst? I think kitchen is the worst. No, bedroom's the worst. Kitchen's the worst. I would Kitchen? The- Honestly, I live in New York City. That's their domain. <laughs> yeah. Fine. But then, Take like, it. you have to check every dry good in your cupboard. Yeah. Oh, no, see, they don't get in my cupboards. They just go in my stove. Well, so you it's don't fine. think they do. They don't. Get out of my house. You can tell. <laughs> I'm going to play them that song. There you go. Actually, yeah. just take my downstairs neighbor's cat and rub it all over my kitchen until they go away. That we'll also do it. That's the end. It'll oh. definitely get, get your parents out of your room. <laughs> That's for <laughs> this sure. This album? Yeah. Yep. I believe yep. that that was corn for me uh, and when I was in middle school. And potentially some uh, college girls in. And get some college girls in your room. Yeah. I mean, that's ideal. <laughs> <laughs> that seems ideal for anyone. Yeah. Parents out, college kids in. There you go. Um, this is a interesting al- album to do on this podcast because, to your point, there's so much happening, yep. and obviously we can't really focus on it. I will say, yeah, you were scared at first. I liked it. Good. I would obviously need to listen to it while not <laughs> talking over it to really yeah. take it in, of course. But I do think I liked it overall. Yeah, this is, like I said, a much different sound than what I was expecting, but I definitely am going to dig deeper into the catalog. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's it's quite, un, it, it's odd because it's quite unlike the ones that came before it, mm-hmm. and it's quite unlike the ones that came after it, and yet it is the most Kate Bush album. Hmm. What would you say is the most accessible for someone coming in brand Hound, new? Hounds of Love, okay. the one that, the one that um, Running Up That Hill is okay. on. Good to know. Even though it has a Bananas second side that is a a suite of songs that is about somebody being buried under ice. Cool. Oh. Okay. <laughs> a suite? It's a, yeah, it's a whole, it's, yeah. it's the whole side is one, oh, wow. is one piece. Okay. About a, a, a woman uh, being, uh, I think dropped from a plane maybe. And aye, aye, aye. being trapped under the ice <laughs> and bad. having all these uh, freaky uh, visions. Hmm. And yeah. What a journey. Yeah. It's freaky. It's, just as freaky. Uh-uh. I don't like that. Seems like a bad way to die. Yeah, trapped no. Under ice? Uh, it's unclear if she dies in the in the thing. It's I would a, be wishing for death. <laughs> she does. She does, and she okay. kind of she goes okay, through. She goes through all sorts of uh, craziness, like I- examining her life and. Okay. Yeah. As a bank robber? No, uh-huh. not as a bank robber in that one. Okay. Uh, and that's her most accessible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, I am interested to listen to, uh, maybe I'll listen to this, that album, and when I'm not talking over it and see how see yeah. how that one goes for me. Yeah. I think that's all my questions. I feel like I'm, are we done? <laughs> uh, I, I'll just say to Ms. Bush, if you're out there yeah. and listening, if you want to do the show. <laughs> Please, we'd <laughs> love to have silence. you. We'd love to have you. <laughs> um Thank you so much for bringing us this album. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's you know, there's nothing more fun than talking about a record you love. So that's that's the whole hope for this podcast. So yeah, it was easy and fun, and I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything you would like to plug? There's nothing I want to plug. (laughs) Perfect. I want. I I wish I could say that every week too. I want to plug. I want to plug Kate Bush. There we go. The dreaming. Uh, How about you, Ramsey? You can find me at Ramsey E S S. Heather, what have you? At Heather Shea, S-H-A-E. What if people want to listen to an extra episode 
twice a month. Then go to our Patreon. I actually think it was the Patreon episode where we brought up uh, Tori Amos. It was. And... Andy Samberg's wife, whose it, name I already forgot again. Joanna Newsom. Thank Joanna you, Newsom. Joanna Newsom. Uh, that, Why can I not remember her name? <laughs> I have the same problem with Fetch Me the Bolt Cutters, lady. Um, uh, Fiona Apple? Fiona oh, Apple. Fiona Apple. Uh, okay. who, whose name I also forgot on that Patreon episode. Oh my god, <laughs> our brains are not getting better, they're getting worse. It comes out this Thursday, though. Yeah. So if you want to subscribe now and get that episode of me and Heather forgetting names... It, it's great it's, it's a good episode <laughs> uh yeah and you can find everything we do at if you're listening.com i think that's it thank you great thank you goodbye Bye. Bye.